Welcome to Deed and Truth, the podcast exploring loving God and loving our neighbors, not just in words, but also in actions, and with the Bible as the source and standard of our truth. I'm Tommy Morris, and in the studio with me again is Sean Schomer and Scott Vitro. What's up, fellas? Hey. Hello. All right. Ready to do this? I'm ready. Yep. All right, Sean, we're talking about a, a topic, man, that you've shared much about with us yeah uh, over the last couple of years man so i'm gonna kind of lean on you on it but okay following up on uh biblical manhood which we talked about for last week's episode <laughs> uh, this week we are going to be talking about the fear of man let's start with this what what's the bible say we'll do it this way what does the bible say about fear and the fear of man what does that look like in our lives, like in how it impacts us, and how do we overcome it? So let's start with what, what does Scripture say about fear and specifically about the fear of man? <clears throat> scripture says, Proverbs twenty nine twenty five says, The fear of man lays a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord is safe. And that's one that I memorized to try and like help me fight off that fear. Because it, it does literally lay a snare. You th- I always think about like the Bugs Bunny cartoons or whatever, where Elmer Fudd like pulls a tree over and like ties a rope on the ground and puts a carrot in the middle of it. And Bugs Bunny's supposed to like step in it and it snares him and hooks him. And that's what, so it, it just, anyways, it painted that picture that it's a trap. A snare is a trap and the fear of man lays a trap. A trap for sin and everything everything bad to come into your life and then the proverbs you know are, are sweet because you know it gives you a lot of them is like this but this <laughs> but whoever fears in the lord is safe or whoever trusts in the lord is safe yeah so don't don't fear man or you'll step in a trap trust in the lord and you'll be safe and uh, trust would be the opposite of fear, and it's it's real, man. It's real. Like I still, I still struggle with it. Whenever, like whenever it comes up, whatever I'm fearful of, like saying something or doing something or having, I, I don't know anything. It it's in my life so deeply <laughs> that like it affects every aspect of my life. But anytime, like I just use that as like a trigger now. Anytime I start getting anxious or fearful, I'm just like, all right, I'm going to go do that. Like, I'm, I'm scared of that. I'm going to fight it. I'm going to go do that. Like, it's so stupid because whatever, whatever my fear was is completely unfounded. And it, my fear, my crazy mind, none of that ever, like, comes true. My fears are completely unfounded. And it's, it sums out like it's just perfectly normal. And uh, you can have normal conversations with people and not get in some, like, crazy fist fight over saying something, you know. I mean, it's, so the, the fear. I don't, I don't know, man. I'll, we, were ready, <laughs> we were ready to go at it with you messing with us about shaving, so. Yeah, yeah. well, I mean, you guys should be afraid of me because you you guys are lacking your beards. You're not as manly as I am. <laughs> Are we are we the betas now? <laughs> you become the alpha because you kept your beard. 
So, so reality. All right. So you talk about like this impact in your life. Like what are some of the ways or areas you've seen it impact your life? Like in what, in what ways have you seen the fear of man kind of manifest itself in day-to-day life for you? Uh, for me, it would be like my fear would drive me to would drive me to lie. It would drive me to do something I don't want to do because I'm scared to tell that person I don't want to do that. Mm. It would uh, it would cause me to uh, like overbook my time. Like someone will say, "Hey, you want to hang out on Saturday?" And I'll be like, "Yeah." And then a couple of days later, someone will be like, "Hey, you want to hang out on Saturday?" And I'll say, "Yes." Because I don't want to reject anybody. And then I, it would come down to Saturday, and I'd be like, oh, man, I'm, I'm double booked. I have to now turn somebody down. But, like, that's scary, too. So I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to ghost this person and go, I'm just going to pick whoever I want to hang out with, ghost the other person, and go hang out with this person, <laughs> and just completely treat this person, like, Badly, <laughs> you know, and then whenever they're, hey, we missed you Saturday, be like, oh, yeah, man, I uh, I don't know what happened, you know, um, and that's that is wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and I mean, I could go on. I mean, I face it. I think it's manifested itself for me in areas of of uh, not speaking up, you know, when I'm in situations where uh, maybe the group as doing something, I mean, especially when I was young, I was very influenced, you know, by the crowd, you know, and so it was very difficult for me to stand up against the flow of the majority and and what the crowd was doing or saying and not wanting to kind of ostracize myself by standing up for maybe something I didn't personally agree with, you know, and so I would, I would fear that rejection of man of, well, what if they don't like me? You know, what if I end up on the outside, you know, of everything? And and uh, so that was one of the ways I saw it uh, kind of come come into my own life. Yeah, peer pressure. Yeah. It's a form of fear of man, just another word for it. Yeah. Uh, people pleasing, fear of man. You talked about trust. I think fear of man can also make us place our trust in earthly things. You know, instead of eternal things, we can really start to, you know, like Proverbs said, you know, if you put your trust in the Lord, you're safe. A lot of times that trust can be misplaced and we put that trust in man and we uh, we look to man or institutions of men as though they have the power over us. You know, that they are what kind of determine our path. Uh, versus God. And so we put our, our trust in them and we're fearful of maybe rocking the boat. Uh, you know, I've seen this in my, in my life in the past with companies. Yeah, I don't want to rock the boat. Uh, you know, I put more trust in man and in the, in the company I work for than I do God to sustain me if something were to happen. You got any thoughts? Oh, dude, I mean, this is, you know, growing up as a very timid, introverted kid, like, this is still a struggle for me. I mean, it, it, uh, it's gotten a lot better. And honestly, there's freedom in that, I think, too, uh, once you start to lose the fear of man a little bit. But, yeah, I mean, dude, it's, it's, it's not something I think I'll ever be fully rid of, you know. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's definitely affected me 
a lot. You know, speaking of like rocking the boat, you know, I was thinking like, <clears throat> I think for some people, you know, depending on how you grew up in your home as a kid, if there was, you know, anything, you know, crazy that went on, you know, in the household, you can honestly, I think, learn fear of man as like a uh, survival technique mm-hmm. of like, well, you know, if I just kind of fade in the background, if I don't rock the boat, I don't say too much. Um, you know, maybe somebody's anger won't be directed at me. I mean, dude, I remember that in boot camp. You know, there were people in boot camp who were, you know, loud mouths and jacking around and all this stuff. And I kept my mouth shut. I tried to fade <laughs> into the background, did what I was told. So I didn't like getting yelled and screamed at in my face. But, I mean, it it did work in some senses. But, I mean, the thing is, like, I still got screamed at anyway. You know, it didn't really matter. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it's definitely... Um, it's made me face cowardice before, um, especially with, uh, sharing the gospel. I mean, I'm better at it today because I I just, I think you get to a point where you just don't care as much. And I think that that's, you know, part of God's providence in, in your life. But yeah, I mean, there's definitely been times where I should have said something and I've been passive or I didn't share the gospel when, you know, I could feel my heart just burning to say something and I didn't, you know, missed opportunities, um, you know, so for me, for like an extrovert, you know, or I'm sorry, for an introvert, I, um, you know, have a tendency to, to be passive. And that's something that like I actively try to fight to. And it's really hard to do that. But, but uh, yeah, I mean, through practice, you know, and through prayer and God's maturing you, you can definitely, definitely work on that. And like I said, there's actually a lot of freedom in that. You know, because once you get to that place where, you know, you have to kind of face a few questions, right? And I mean, I don't know how far, how, how, you know, far down the rabbit hole I want to go on the podcast, but you at least need to like, you know, I guess I'll take it this far. You at least have to, I think, face your own death, right? You have to think in your head, like, what's the worst thing that could happen? You know, and, and I think about you know people in scripture and they did face death sometimes for actually a lot of times for things that they said and did because they were the right things. Um, and, and you really do have to, you know, believe that like, well, hey, if this is the right thing, um, then I'm going to say it anyway. You know, whether it takes me or not. But the but even that, you know, especially if you're married and have kids and start thinking about like, well, you know, something happened to me. Now, of course, I'm talking like an extreme circumstance and, you know, you're about to die for your faith or something. But, um, you know, you have to kind of face that question of like, well, what's the worst thing that could happen? You know, and I think that's like why. I mean, I'm so glad you included that scripture in here. And maybe this isn't for everybody because uh, it's a little intense. But my favorite is Matthew 10, 28. It says, uh, and do not fear those who can kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather, fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell. And when I really think about that and meditate on that, I mean, my, my perspective changes. I mean, it, it, it may slip back into fear from time to time. And that's why it's good to have these reminders. But it's just like at the end of the day, like you think about human history and I'm probably you know, the biggest example I can think of is like communism or something. I mean, it's literally fear-based, right? To control people through fear and, you know, being thrown in jail or beaten or killed or having people, you know, kidnapped or whatever. And so people just, you know, they just, they, they get in line and they do what they're told and things like that. And at the end of the day, it's kind of like, well, I mean, I'm, I'm going to fear God above anything else. And especially like 
you know, during uh, uh, Pentecost and, uh, you know, when Peter and the apostles go to Jerusalem and start preaching and, 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 uh, you know, they basically get sent before the council and arrested. And, you know, they're basically like, well, you know, whether it's right for me to obey you or to obey God is for you to judge, but, you know, but we're going to, we're going to do this thing, right? Because, because God's put that on us to do this. And, uh, you know, there, there's a boldness there that I think we all seek after, you know, to be a certain level of, you know, of boldness. And, you know, I obviously like these are big examples in the Bible, right, of, you know, huge men of the faith. And and obviously Jesus, too, you know, was very bold and didn't fear, fear man. But but it's it's a it's a worthy target to shoot for and to work on in your life because there's freedom in it. Um, And you're also going to line yourself up with God's will you know, whenever you kind of let loose of that fear of man, but dude, I mean, there's so many, so many examples of fear of men. I mean, in the Bible, it's just, I mean, it, it is literally in our sin nature anyway. And it's, it's, it's one of the downfalls of, of, of sin, right? Because like we were designed to be social creatures. And so we naturally want to be social, you know, we have social contracts, you know, in our society. And, you know, that's why everybody decides to drive on the same side of the road and not just do whatever they want. Right. Like we have these social contracts, um, but our sin nature, you know, like it, it, it skews that so much because we want to be social with people, but we want to fit in. And, you know, a lot of times the world doesn't want to play by God's rules, but we have that pressure of like, well, you know, you need to be this way or especially like, you know, if, especially like in school or high school or whatever, um, you know, maybe you did decide to take a stand about something and then you got ridiculed and laughed at and embarrassed and all these things. And I mean, and those are real emotions and things you know, that you go through and then you kind of like learn to, okay, well don't rock the boat that much, you know, because yeah. you're going to get made fun of, or, you know, you're going to lose a job promotion over this or get fired or whatever. And it's like, well, look, I mean, if I look at it from the perspective that like, you know, God can kill the body and the soul, it's like, okay, well, I'm going to listen to that or at least try. Yeah. Cause we are really elevating man above God at that point when we fear man more than God. When we look at man and we go, oh, we're fearing the one who can destroy the body over the one who can destroy body and soul. Mm-hmm. And we're elevating man. I mean, it's it's essentially idolatry because we're elevating man above God and kind of putting our trust with our fear in him. You know, but I mean, but it does impact even the strongest of Christians. I mean, we see in the Old Testament, we see Elijah stand up against, you know, the prophets and calls fire down from heaven and then runs and hides scared to death that Jezebel's going to kill him, you know, and fearful of her. And then we see Peter who all the impetuous boldness that he had and then denying Jesus three times, you know, and yeah, he basically got punked by a teenage girl <laughs> straight up. I you mean, know? yeah, he did not talk yeah. about fair like, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I think about Abraham too, you know, when he's traveling with his wife and then, oh, yeah. you know, tells the guy, Oh, it's my sister. You know, yeah. you know, he was so afraid that, you know, they were going to like take his wife. And, and then, I mean, I, I just finished up, uh, uh, John and, uh, it's fast becoming one of my, one of my favorite gospels. Luke used to be my favorite, but, uh, I just, I was looking through the story of, you know, you think about even just secular people in the Bible, 
I mean, the, the Jews and the Romans, Pontius Pilate literally feared the crowd. Mm-hmm. You know, you're talking about a man who could have sent in legions of soldiers to just murder everybody, yeah. but he decided, well, you know, like I need these people politically. Right. This will look good for Rome. I don't want to lose my reputation. Um, I mean, ironically enough, he was removed from office later on for incompetence, but um, side note. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, he, he feared he feared man. I mean, uh, think about Nicodemus. He really wanted to follow Jesus, but he, you know, he, he feared the religious establishment. And then again, I mean, think about how many stories about, you know, Jesus, you know, actually when it, whenever he was arrested and being questioned, he was like, you know, was, were, were you not there, you know, every day in the temple listening to me? Like, did I do something in secret? But you read over and over again, like, you know, they were furious with him and wanted to kill him and arrest him, but they didn't because of fear of the crowd. You know, so, I mean, this is something that it doesn't just affect like, you know, one person or status type or anything. I mean, it's all of human history, you know, poor, rich, you know, titles, not fear of man is real and it affects everybody. Um, And it's really tough to to fight against it. But there are so many examples of fear of man in the Bible. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Sean, you'd mentioned kind of uh, one of your ways of overcoming fear of men. So I want to see if you have any others, but one of them I think uh, is important. Uh, you you kind of approach this like just do it mindset, right? Like what I'm just going to rip the bandaid off. Yeah. I'm going to do the thing I fear, exposure therapy, and and just deal with it. Like is that your most common approach or? Uh, no, not really. <laughs> no, uh, it's but probably the it, least common. But it but does the one help. You found have good results. <laughs> yeah, and then going down like worst case scenario, you know, you you think like, okay, I don't want to say something to this guy because like, yeah, he's gonna be upset. You know, he's, we're gonna get in like, there's gonna be a confrontation. And you're like, okay, what's the worst thing that can happen? Okay, he's gonna disagree with me. We'll talk. He may raise his voice, and that's it. Like, so you like you you play out like what what the worst case scenario will be, and you're like, yeah, it's not that bad. So just thinking through that, and then even when the fear like comes up, like just you know just do it, knowing that okay, this is just this is just me going down rabbit holes. This isn't true, and so thinking about. Like in Philippians 8, where it says, what is true, honorable, just, pure, lovely, commendable. Just using that as like a filter for my thoughts. And usually I get to like the very first one. Is this true? No. Okay. Then like, I don't need to think about this. This isn't true. I'm just being crazy right now. And knowing that God gave me a spirit, 2 Timothy 1, 7, like God gave me a spirit, not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. And that's the Holy Spirit that rests in the believers. And then he goes on to encourage Timothy to say, you know, share in my suffering and do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord. Like you mentioned, sharing the gospel is easier nowadays. Uh, so if just not being not being ashamed of, you know, Jesus, our Lord and Savior, being ashamed of the testimony. And whenever you see the opportunity, just don't, you know, step out with power, love, and self-control. Having that, that you know, kind of controlling your thoughts, taking your thoughts captive, and just saying, okay, this isn't true. If this guy gets mad at me, I'm going to share in the suffering. And I'm not ashamed of our Lord, you know. Yeah. 
Um, so that's like that's a really good one. Philippians four eight. That's a good one to use as like a filter for thoughts. It's true, and you know, what you were just saying, we see that in the life of Peter, you know, with, with boldness. Peter had just denied. But then when the Holy Spirit came, I mean, submitting ourselves to the Holy Spirit, abiding in the Holy Spirit, that's where we find that boldness, you know, to step up. Uh, so our boldness isn't just some self-manifested thing. It really is us relying on the Holy Spirit to to move through us because that's the thing with acts you know when when it says that the holy spirit came upon them and they were endued with power you know a lot of people like try to focus on signs and things that happened right afterwards but really what it says is that they spoke with boldness and so much so that peter's up there speaking and people are like who's this guy <laughs> like he's up there speaking this boldly and thousands were saved you know, and it was just such a, a change from the guy who just denied Jesus three times and displayed this fear of man to stand before thousands and speak so boldly. It's a work of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we have to. It's funny. Pat just shared this last night and like the growing is uh, growing as a godly husband. It was first uh, Peter one thirteen through 16. That's kind of our, our theme for the husband class is like, be holy. But it, it says here, therefore, preparing your minds for action and being sober minded, set your hope fully on the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, do not be conformed to the passions of your former ignorance. But as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct. Since it, since it is written, you shall be holy for I am holy. But in the beginning, like if you break it down pretty much line for line, it says, prepare your minds for action. So I, I know that I struggle with fear of man. I know that's that's something I struggle with. So I, I did this without actually knowing this, but but knowing other, you know, other stuff. I prepared my mind that, okay, I struggle with fear of man. Fear of man is me idolizing man is me putting the creation above the creator and that's wrong i don't want to do that that's wrong so just being convicted that this is wrong and i need to be prepared for action i need to prepare my mind for action so memorizing scripture and also just like telling myself over and over this is wrong he like this is idolatry this is wrong don't do this being sober-minded don't, you know, don't go down that rabbit hole. Just be calm minded. Don't let your mind just like spin out of control and then set your hope fully on the grace that will be brought to us at the revelation in Jesus Christ. Like that's, that's where our hope is. Mm. And having that fear of the Lord instead of the fear of man. And that's uh, probably probably where we can like transition to is the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom wisdom there's like all throughout the Psalms uh, Psalm 56 says like when I'm scared I'll trust you Psalm 34 I sought the Lord and he delivered me Psalm 23 I will fear no evil it's I mean the Bible is just full of it's just full of it it's good you got something over there 
Oh, no, I was just looking at our notes. Oh, okay. Um, no, I, I like the uh, <clears throat> seeking encouragement from others, Yeah. you know, for part of that, too, because like we've said a lot, you know, we can tend to feel, you know, crazy or isolated or, you know, the only ones in a situation. And, you know, and we are supposed to encourage each other, you know, in the Lord. And uh, I think encouraging one another to, uh, you know, shirk that fear of man is, uh, is, is, is always been helpful for me too to just to know that like, Hey, I'm not alone. There are other believers too, who, um, you know, are encouraging me to, you know, stand firm on something. So yeah, absolutely. And I was, I was thinking about all the, you know, we, we can look at, you know, a ton of examples of like where fear of man, you know, overcame somebody in the Bible. There's a lot of good examples of where people were bold too. And like, mm. I was, uh, I was just sitting here thinking like how hard it must've been for Noah to be like building a boat for <laughs> almost a hundred years and people being like, Oh, right. you know, this crazy guy. And then and like, I think too, you know, cause he brought his, uh, his three sons, his three grown sons and his, you know, their wives on the boat too. And like, I wonder if they were encouraging him or if they were ever, ever had those hard conversations and were like dad, like, you know, it's been 50 years. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, um, you know, if that, if that could have been, been both ways. And then I think about, uh, you know, young David, you know, David and Goliath and, you know, basically like he, he didn't care. Like he was just like, you have, cha- you know, challenged and openly offended my holy God and I will stand before you, yeah. you know? And like he says, I'm going to cut off your head, you know, Goliath. And, and, and he ends up doing that, you know, and there, there's a lot of, uh, yeah, it's just really cool to see stuff like that too. You know, somebody so small, but yet so bold to uh, set an example like that too. Stephen, when he was like, and you crucified Jesus. Oh man. (laughs) Yeah. Such a powerful story too, man. There's, there's, yeah, whenever God gets a hold of your life and the Holy Spirit's in you, it's amazing what you'll stand up and say and do, um, you know, without regard for your own life. Uh, Yeah. You know, and I'm sure there's volumes of books of missionaries who have done the exact same thing. And so, yeah, it's really cool whenever uh, God emboldens us to to uh, to fear him over mankind. So and I mean, honestly, that's that's really what's implemented change, you know, throughout history are, uh, you know, bold people being willing to stand up and, and not really care. You know, what's uh, what what the norm is. I mean, it makes me think just even in America, I mean, just the the civil rights movement, you know, or abolition of slavery. You know, it took a lot of boldness for people to stand up and say, no, this is wrong. You know, even though they were in the minorities. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. Yeah, it's amazing what God can do in, in us just standing, especially putting him first, you know, and trusting yeah. that, God, I'm, I'm going all out. I'm going to put you first and I'm going to leave it in your hands, the results, you know, and Paul understood this, you know, even in saying to be absent from this life is to be present with the Lord and just having that eternal mindset over an earthly mindset as far as where his heart lies and where his desires were, you know, and so when Christ is our ultimate treasure, it makes taking a stand a lot easier. Yeah. Well, It kind of brings me to like another question for you. So you guys are uprooting your whole family and moving to Zambia. Yeah. Um, Did you guys encounter any resistance or any like, oh, you're crazy or this is going to mess with your kid or don't do this or. I mean, some, not as much as I think I expected, but we definitely had some who, who showed maybe not that we were crazy, but were fearful for us. Yeah. You know, like what do you, you don't know what you're getting into and. 
you know, what's that going to do to Mia? How's that going to impact her? And this fearful that it could put our lives in danger, you know, and that was really an opportunity for us uh, to present that testimony of faith and saying like, we're putting our trust in God and like, we're not fearing man, you know, we're not fearing what any unknown out there may bring our way, you know, and, and, what dangers may may be there look i mean where we're going in zambia for now can say this there are no you know imminent dangers there's no it's not a war-torn country or anything like other parts of of africa you know but but we don't know i mean it's definitely outside our comfort zone and there were some who were fearful but it it's that's an opportunity for us to point back to christ and to faith and trust in him and you know, the, the testimony is not to be flippant and say, we'll be fine. It's, we're called to do this and whatever happens, we trust God. Yeah. You know, and that's, that can be hard. It can be yeah. hard for loved ones who are not Christians to hear because they right. don't understand that. You know, but when you say, like, I'm willing to go all in regardless of the outcome, even if something bad does happen. You know, and it's it's not that, like, harm would come our way from, like, war or something like that. I think it's been more concerned of, like, sickness. Yeah. Or that we would Disease catch something. something yeah. yeah. And, uh, but it's like, all right, well, God is God. Like, we could catch something here. I mean, COVID swept through, right? I got that. I was super sick. There's all kinds of things that you can catch no matter where you go. So, you can't live in a little isolated bubble fearing the world and fearing man. You have to trust God in, in doing what he's called you to do and just believe in his sovereign hand over your life. So, yeah, 100 yeah. percent. Guys, I appreciate it. It's good stuff. And, uh, you know, I hope I hope those who have listened are encouraged uh, to stand bold. You know, we you know, we would say stay in the word, stay in prayer encourage one another like it's been a theme i think for the last month you know just the importance of exhortation among brothers and sisters in christ and and how that really helps us in our daily walk and so do that but also uh, like sean said sometimes you just have to do it you know and and realize at the end it wasn't as bad (laughs) as your mind made it out to be Uh, but ultimately it's about Uh, a fear of God over a fear of man. And that fear really is a reverence and an awe of God, you know, that we esteem him higher than any other thing, you know, and in doing that, we can place our full confidence and trust in him. So that's our encouragement uh, to you. And, you know, we look forward to any comments or questions you have on the matter. Uh, With that said, we, we thank you for listening And we are dropping new episodes every Monday, so be sure to uh, subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss an episode. You can also connect with us on social media. We're on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. You can search Deed and Truth Podcast, and you can find us on Twitter at Deed underscore Truth. You can also connect with us on our website, deedandtruthpodcast.com, where you can leave us a review, and you can even leave us a voicemail with a question or comment uh, that we can answer or discuss on a later episode. So we look forward to uh, being with you again, and until next time.